Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn, and are you ready to get twisted today? The last couple podcasts have been about homework. This one, I'm going to talk about reverse homework. Hmm, what could that be? Well, reverse homework is when the topic actually hasn't been done in class yet or discussed or taught in class yet. And you know that it's coming up and you're able to help your child and then eventually teach them to help themselves. Do some pre-research on it. Kids love to be on their iPads and their devices. And most ones, kids that I know by that's what I mean by ones. <laughs> I love YouTube. And so guess what you can find on YouTube? Tons of educational stuff as well. So what you need to do in order to uh, make reverse homework effective is find out what the topics are that are coming up. So you keep in touch with or get in touch with the teachers and you find out you can get something called um, their calendar for the year different schools and different districts will have different names but basically it's their plan for the year and when they plan to talk about different subjects and it might be really loose and so for some teachers that might be really specific so what you want to do is just check in with the teacher before you have them start doing the reverse homework as to where there are in their plan and if you have a really good rapport with the teacher which I'm going to suggest to do your best to have then maybe even they might email them to you the Sunday before or whenever they're going to know and what we do with reverse homework is we have the child look at the topic and explore it and because children like um, their iPad so much and YouTube so much I suggest that that could be a good starting point um, if your kids really like books, which hopefully they all do, or that's a whole other podcast, um, then go to the library and get some books out on the subject. But typically I'm recommending YouTube because it'll be a little bit more succinct as to what you're going to be looking for and maybe not as much time. But if you get a topic that's not going to come up for a little while, then going to the library and sussing out a book is perfect. And why you want to do this? Because what happens is you give your child the opportunity to have some prior knowledge about what's going to be taught. I did mention this briefly in another podcast, and that was the digestive system. So my son had an exam, actually, and he was freaking out because it was his first exam ever on a whole year's worth of work. And this was grade eight science. And he um, had maybe missed the, um, what's it called? A lab, you know, where they do whatever they're going to do in the lab, the hands-on part. He had missed that part, so he'd just done the homework questions. So he was just reading over the homework questions. 
well, that's not really effective for him to learn is to sit there and read his textbook or sit there and read his answers. So an effective way for him to learn is actually to be hands-on. Well, this particular unit was the digestive system and dissection of an eye and, you know, short of dissecting an eye in our kitchen <laughs> or, I don't know, somehow examining our digestive system by eating something bad, I'm not sure, we weren't going to be doing that. So YouTube was kind of the next best thing we could think of that would give us the opportunity for him to see it. Now this wasn't reverse homework because this is him studying for an exam, but it is what gave me the idea. So what happened is I had to drive my other son to gymnastics. So I said to my son, all right, this is going to sound really wackadoodle, but it is with a twist. I want you to put your headers on these blank pieces of paper and then um, that of the topics that you need to study. And then I want you to go onto YouTube and I want you to find videos. I want you to find, remember he's in grade eight. I want you to find five videos, but really two of the five that you watch, two that are great. Then I want you to have a couple notes from them. And then when I come back, I want you to teach me what you are suggesting is in the video. And what happened for him was it gave him this great opportunity to feel like he was doing it and being hands-on. And what that, and him teaching it to me is great because he's a type of learner that needs to talk about something. So he's the type of learner that needs to do it and talk about it. And so that gave him those two pieces for his studying. So how does this fit in with reverse homework? Well, all of a sudden, a light bulb moment went off in my head because this was a piece he wasn't at school for, so he didn't have any teaching in school on it. So this would be the first time he was seeing it, and then the next time would be on his exam. So I thought, well, how am I going to give him this confidence? I mean, I could say, read the chapter, do the questions, read the questions over, but if that's not the way his brain fires, how successful is he going to be? And he was very stressed. So this was a way better way to make him be successful and to teach him that because now he has that skill and the brain or the light bulb sorry that went off for me was the fact that how many times do we have kids that are going into class and they've never heard of a subject before or a particular topic within the subject before and it makes them freeze whether it's the language whether it's the way the teacher is delivering the lesson whether it's that they didn't have lunch. I mean, there could be so many different factors. But if they've had some previous knowledge to it, so they've actually heard of it before, their understanding through the roof. It's so different for them to have previous knowledge going into a class. So I would suggest to you to do this with your kids in subjects that they love, in subjects that they don't love. I would first start in subjects that they don't love because then that gives them an opportunity to get some of that prior knowledge and have some success with something that they don't love because then they're going to be more prone to start to love it. Although that said, I mean, doing it with something that they love too would maybe, maybe have that same effect, right? For them to transfer those skills to stuff that they don't like. So actually scrap that. You can have them do it for something that they like or that they don't like to start. But you really want to teach them that. So you're going to have to, if you don't know how, learn to use YouTube to find good educational videos. And you're going to have to pass that skill along to them. You know what's really neat is that they may even be able to teach it to you depending on how old they are. But I do know for sure that um, that exam went awesome for my son and that's the way he ended up studying for it. And uh, the digestive system, we found a Macklemore 
song that was put um, to, sorry, it was a Macklemore song that the digestive system was put to. So in other words, Macklemore, I'm not sure if you've heard of him, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, one of my son's favorite um, artists, and he's a rapper. And so he had this rap and what somebody did online was wrapped out the digestive system and put it up on YouTube. And it was to the rhythm of a Macklemore, a famous Macklemore song. So what was wonderful for my son is he goes around listening to rap music all the time and can repeat every single last word. So he could go into his exam going, you know, whatever connects whatever to whatever, but in a rappy kind of cool way. So, and uh, be able to retain that information. And sometimes you just have to realize that when kids are going into an exam or going into classrooms, sometimes there's just key things that they have to memorize. You know, it's not necessarily about the understanding, unfortunately, it's just about regurgitation of information. And in that case, when your child is going to be first learning something, then even if they're regurgitating it, at the initial part, who cares? We're just trying to get them a pre previous knowledge of it. So that's what reverse homework is. And um, what we've found since I discovered that and started doing it with our clients, I actually decided to look up to see if schools were doing it. And there was schools doing it, or they're sorry, there are schools doing it in the States. And what they found that actually their failure rate uh, went from 35% to 10%. And their college enrollment went from 63% to 80%. So let's just think about that for a second. 35% of failures to 10%. That's pretty amazing. And they were basically just using that concept. Now, I don't think they call it reverse homework like I do. But what they were doing is giving the kids the topics ahead of time and giving them an opportunity to pre get some pre-knowledge on it so that when they walked into class, it wasn't the first time they had heard it. And so therefore, when the teacher was lecturing or however the teacher was teaching about it, it didn't, it didn't seem intimidating. It didn't seem like they had to jam in all this knowledge and pay so clear attention to the teacher because they had this opportunity to have heard about it before. Another way you can do reverse homework is that you can ask the teacher for their notes. So I'm not sure if you've heard of an IEP before. That's an individualized education plan. So an individualized education plan is for kids that um, have an identified learning need. And what happens with those let's just say IEP for short, so an individualized education plan, but we're going to call it IEP. When a child has an IEP, this means that there's accommodations made for their learning disability. And in one case, let's say the child has distractibility issues in class, the teacher will give them a printout of their notes, so a photocopy of their notes. And what happens with that is that child then can focus on what the teacher's saying and not have to worry so much about listening to the teacher word for word and copying it down and understanding. They can just focus on the teacher lecturing and maybe the examples or whatever they're given because they have the notes ahead of time. Sorry, I don't know if I mentioned that. So what happens with some kids is that according to their IEP, they have an accommodation, which means that they can get the teacher's notes ahead of time. I'm suggesting to you as a parent to advocate for this 
for your child in subjects that they're not doing well in. Why not? Why not ask for the teacher's notes ahead of time? Why not have them read them the night before? Why not have them highlight them the night before? Why not have them star things that they're not understanding the night before? Again, it's this pre-knowledge, this reverse homework, as I like to call it. So thank you so much for paying attention. (laughs) Hopefully you all were. And uh, I really appreciate the feedback that I've been receiving. The downloads is pretty phenomenal. And the questions I've been getting. So keep asking the questions then I can do my podcast tailored to that. And thank you again so much. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. Great to have you with me today at With a Twist. Please don't forget to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. As well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn. Thanks so much. <laughs>